All right, this is the Bill Sang Podcast. I am here with Jason DeZurik, and I'm going to say right now, you already missed the show. Jason and I have already gotten started. It's been a while since we spoke. We've been friends for quite some time now. And uh, Jason and I met through Worldview Warriors, and uh, we are here to talk tonight about having a, uh, not a victim mindset, I'm sorry, a victory mindset tonight. So, Jason, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great, and I appreciate you uh, letting me have, be on the show with you. Yes, thank you so much for being here tonight. I'm yeah. very glad you're able to be out here and uh, give me some of your time so that we can uh, just uh, be able to really, I think we're going to be speaking in lots of people's lives, I think. I, think I hope so. <laughs> very important topic, I believe. Um, and uh, Jason, <clears throat> just to start things off, just tell sure. us, for those that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And uh, we'll launch into the rest of the program from there. Sure, no problem. Well, for about 10 years, I was a youth pastor at a church here in Ohio. And God called me out of that, started a new ministry about on worldview and the importance of having a biblical worldview. Uh, been the president of that ministry for a very long time. And uh, now, though, um, I am actually the program director at a local radio station called New Vision FM, 90.1 FM in Upper Sandusky. And uh, yeah, so now I'm the program director there. So I get to, you know, I'm in charge of the programming. So hopefully starting to get more music there that I don't want to say I like, but good music. (laughs) That's really good. The the previous guy did a great job and he's teaching me some awesome stuff. So just excited to be working for the Lord and doing things. So yeah. Now, Jason, you're a worldview guy. Yep. And I'm a worldview guy. Yep. So we, every time we get together, we start talking. And it's basically like if we don't pull each other away, that, you know, somebody has to pry us, you know, throw us in our cars and drive us away in a, in a right. straight jacket pretty much because we just keep on going and going and going. I feel like we can just talk forever <laughs> on just about any topic. Yes. And so when you brought up what you wanted to talk about tonight, that really resonated with me. And I think that it's something that is uh, – uh, the forefront of lots of discussions, whether people know it or not, I think it is uh, the result of, uh, that, that has resulted in lots of the movements that we have seen uh, the past couple years, both for better and for worse. And uh, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because, uh, like I said, we've been talking about a victory mindset, but along with that comes the opposite as well, the victim mindset mm-hmm. as well. And so we're going to be uh, contrasting those. And uh, Jason, what has made you so passionate about having a victory mindset and bringing this topic up tonight? Sure, absolutely. And I appreciate that. Um, for me, just, the, you know, I've, I've been, again, working with youth for so long now. And uh, actually, I also coach a basketball team of well, a lot of girls. And they're ninth grade through 12th grade. And one thing that's just been awesome with that is seeing them grow in this victory mindset, no longer being victims. Um, it, it, three years ago or so uh, is when I really started seeing a victim mindset in people. I, I've seen it before, but really started seeing it come out. And, you know, the, the reality is we've all been hurt. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think there's one person tuning into this tonight who's who's saying, yeah, I've never been hurt by another person. Look, the reality is we've all been hurt by people. We, we just have, okay? Now, I get that, that we shouldn't have been hurt, and that, that hurts, okay? However, Jesus tells us, uh, even in the prayer, you know, prayer of the Lord's Prayer, you know, that we need to forgive other people, okay? Basically, we're asking God, forgive me as I'm forgiving others. Well, friend, I have a question for you. 
Are you forgiving people? Because if you're not, when you pray that prayer, you're, you're literally asking God, don't forgive me either. And so really, and that I, I've had some people just really, oh, challenge me on that. Of Well, what about that person? You know, they got to fix themselves. Well, yeah, they, they do, but I can only work on me. That's all I can do. And so um, I think a lot of this stems from um, well, a lot in education, to be honest with you, which is I think a lot of people are taught what to think. They're not taught how to think. They're taught what to think in what way, but not how to think of it and think in different ways so that they can come up with a different resolution, if that makes any sense. And so uh, something that I have put in, in uh, action in my own life it's called the QBQ. It's called the question behind the question. And I just want to get into that a little bit tonight, if I could. Oh, that'd be awesome yeah, if we could do that. Now, you, it's, it's fascinating to me that you say that, uh, that this all kind of starts with uh, education, that, that people are really taught this victim mentality and uh, a lack of forgiveness even. Yeah. My goodness, that's frightening to think that people are learning lack of forgiveness. Uh, one, how are people learning to have a victim mentality? And and how does that translate into a lack of forgiveness? Mm. Well, I, as far as the victim mentality being taught it, uh, as leaders, I think we need to ask really good questions. And the problem is, I think as leaders, we ask bad questions. Mm. What do I mean by that? Well, again, I want to point you to the QBQ. Uh, it's a great book called The Question Behind the Question. And we ask, we instead of like a problem coming, okay, and instead of asking a question of how can I fix this, we ask a question of who did this? Now that's a really bad question because now I'm pointing to someone else of someone else is the problem. Instead of saying what can I do to fix this or how can I make this better, I'm putting blame elsewhere. And so that, I, I really believe um, things are caught, not taught. So victim mindset, you're saying, has to deal with placing the blame elsewhere. So, uh, but what about people that are in bad circumstances? Maybe they're mm -hmm. born on the wrong side of the street, or maybe yeah. they found themselves in a situation where that it just went beyond their control mm -hmm. and bad things happen. So how... How is it that you can say that uh, that, that is something that, uh, I can't remember exactly how you worded mm -hmm. it, um, but why is it that they are, how can you say they've chosen that mindset if these things have really happened to them? Well, and the, the truth of the matter is, again, friends, and this is where, this is where unfortunately within society, we, we've got to have a mind shift. I'm not saying bad things don't happen to people, okay? They do. And you know what, friend, if... If your parents have been divorced, I'll just use that, or you know, you've found yourself in a situation where you know, you're, you're pregnant out of wedlock and you don't know what to do, okay? Is that a bad situation? Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's a tough situation. But we've gotta get to a point of, you know what, I gotta deal with this somehow. I have to focus in on what can I do now to move forward. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't mean that the bad thing didn't happen. And one thing I just want to touch on too, you know, you talked about, you know, well, I'm not in control of that. Well, I would, I would probably lean to, 
um, you're not in control of much. <laughs> um, you know, the, really, think about it. What are you in control of? Well, I would say you're in control of your attitude. That, that's one, it, for me, that's probably the one thing for sure we can be in control of. I mean, your actions, yes, of course, you're in control of your actions, okay? However, if you're dealing with someone who's a tyrant and they're forcing you to do, like literally forcing you, if you don't do it, you're getting this really bad consequence and you're, uh, I'm going to cut your head off. Okay, I know that's super extreme, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm going to do something really bad to you if you don't do this. Okay, well, you're still in control, okay? But now there's something really bad that's going to happen to you. It's like, gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. So you're still in control of your actions, of course. But ultimately, the one thing you're in control of is your attitude. Yeah, I just believe that. And one thing that, well, people, we, we've got to be plugged into the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to use this and help help us hopefully to understand. Yes, we need to be spiritually tapped into. The Holy Spirit, but we need to have a mindset of the Bible. Okay, one of the mindsets, and again, mentally strong people don't waste energy on things they cannot control. Okay, mm -hmm. please hear that. Again, don't waste energy on things you can't control. For instance, you won't hear a mentally strong person complain over lost luggage or traffic jams. <laughs> Instead, they focus on what they can control in their lives. And they recognize that sometimes the only thing they can control is their attitude. I really encourage you to think about that, friends. I think that's an excellent point right mm. there, Jason. Uh, and last night, this is, this is uh, again, this is, wasn't part of the plan to do this, but my family and I, we actually watched the movie The Blind Side. Oh, you're, great you've movie. You've seen The Blind mm -hmm. Side? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely great story. Incredible story about Michael Orr, but not just Michael Orr, also Leanne, Leanne Tui and her family, I should say, mm -hmm. and uh, how this... A uh, homeless boy <laughs> was taken into, and mind you, black man taken into a uh, affluent white family, mm -hmm. and uh, everybody is transformed inside of this story. Mm -hmm. Michael Orr's life is transformed. He becomes an NFL football player eventually for the Baltimore Ravens. I think that he even won some Super Bowls with them, right? I believe so. I'm I think not sure, so. but yeah. Um, and uh, the, the family, I mean, this was transformation of them because they got to actually exercise their faith as they are Christians. And they, they saw the needs of this poor, uh, forgive the term, black boy that they saw walking down the street one day. And uh, they were able to um, just give them themselves and really learn what it means to love your neighbor. And uh, I see victory mentality written all over that from all sides. And uh, you see points in that movie, and mind you, I'm not trying to make this about the movie, but no. nonetheless, you see uh, you see points where they could have said, where Michael Orr, for instance, they said that he uh, was a runner, that he was somebody who'd run away from the from his foster families. He chose to stay. Uh, the, the rich family, they had these hesitations about like, oh, you know, we have kids too. What is it going to be like inviting this stranger into our home? They decided to hold on to him and continue to love him and, uh, and just show, you know, Jesus' love to this man, and it, and it resulted in just great things. Now, that's not a guarantee. It's not to say that if you have a victory mentality that it's going to turn out like a storybook ending necessarily, but just so much of what you're saying, you say that we got to tap into the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm just, you know, when I think about the story of the blind side, that's what I really think about, the, the power of God through this situation 
working through people's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when we sat down before we started recording, you mentioned a Bible verse from the book of James, I mm-hmm. believe. Would you mind reading that verse to us? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So it's found in James 1, starting in verse 2. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And here's where the hard part is. Perseverance <laughs> must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It's just so important. James 1, 2 through 4 is what that is. And I just encourage you, friends, to truly live that out. Don't be afraid to grab on to becoming mature. And so I, I, I want to add this little bit here, too. Again, I talked about mentally strong people, okay? Don't waste time feeling sorry for yourself. That is something we've got to start doing is be more selfless, not selfish, selfless. And just don't sit around going, oh, it could have been this way when when it's this way and it's just so frustrating. Friends, mentally strong people don't sit around feeling sorry about their circumstances or how others have treated them. Instead, they take responsibility for their role in life and understand that life isn't always easy or fair. Mm. And so the, what's hard with that is, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to give you a quick, quick uh, personal story. So my wife and I, we started the ministry Worldview Warriors back in 2006 is when it really started. And for a while, you know, the funding was good and things were great. And after a while, it started to become kind of like a struggle financially. And my wife and I believe, you know, we're called to do that. And so we're like, okay, God, well, you know, where's the provision here? Well, in and through it, now we're here. I mean, we're recording this in 2022, okay? (laughs) So now after we've taken that journey for quite some time, now we're realizing, you know what? Life, like it or not, Life is hard. And so it comes to a point where you've got to get to a point of how can I handle the hard? Because mm. Jesus was really clear. In this world, you will have trouble. Okay? He, he didn't say it's going to be peaches and cream. He did not say that. <laughs> and so we just have come to get to a point of, yes, we're going to follow the Lord. But the, the scripture is clear, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Mm-hmm. And so even through the hard, because the truth of the matter is, on this side of heaven, there's always going to be hard. That doesn't mean there's not fun and there's not easy times. There is. But when those hard times come, again, I just want to remind us all, what you can control is your attitude. Yes, and I think that you touched on something very important there, too. And this is something that I see just, uh, it just permeates <laughs> society right mm-hmm. now. That being this idea that things need to be fair, mm-hmm. that things need to be, uh, dare I say, uh, evenly distributed, so to speak. Right. Not, to, not to necessarily get into political lingo. Uh, we can go there if we need to, but sure. on the same token, um, you know, I, I really feel that people today, and it's not just young people. I feel like that it goes across the age spectrum. Really believe that in order for things to be right and good, things need to be fair. Mm-hmm. What would you tell somebody that has that sort of mentality? Well, um, that 
And, and friends, again, please don't take offense. I, uh, I, I have just learned. I, I just want to need to say things right up front and you know, open and honest, uh, so we don't have to mess around. Okay. So, as far as fair, I mean, sure, we all like fair. Okay, <laughs> we do. But at the same time, if someone has put in the work and they've really worked their tail off per se, okay, they truly have, you know, I've, I've seen some people say, well, you can't just pull up your bootstraps and, you know, do it that way. Well, but for the person who does pull up their bootstraps and decide, you know what, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to work hard. Friends, doesn't it seem right? I'm not talking about mm. fair. Doesn't it seem right that that person should get a payoff? You, you should earn your wage. You know, just like we, with living our lives, okay, sin has a cost. It does, okay? And you are earning your wage, which is death, with sin. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't it go the other way too? Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you do what's right, you're working hard, there should be some fruit. And you should be able to partake of that fruit, now, for the person that chooses not to do what's right, let's say they're not doing what is called for in the Bible, and they go against God's word, and they want to do their own thing, not save money, let's say, and they decide, I'm going to take a loan out, and I'm going to, I'm going to buy a car that's $40,000, but they're really not buying it, they're taking a loan out. <laughs> Um, and another person, now some of you are going to go, oh, this is just crazy. No, it's not. I have an 18-year-old daughter. Um, she has not only bought her own car with her own money, meaning cash, okay? She now is a electrician who's moving to become a journeyman. I said she, by the way. <laughs> and she, she works hard and she's saving her money and not going out and spending it on tons of things. Now, this car she got wasn't a $40,000 car. It's a stick shift, mind you. <laughs> and it's a sporty little car that's a low rider. She was like, I want to get something kind of cool. And she paid cash for that car and has no payment. So she's able to, now some of you are going to go, well, okay, I get this, but how does that all work? Okay, look, insurance, we know if you take a loan out for a car, you have to pay full coverage. Because she paid cash She's decided, I'm going to have liability and comprehensive. I'm not going to have full coverage because I'm going to choose to be a good driver. <laughs> and I'm not going to screw around. Now, by the way, this car is, I think the uh, speedometer says 180. It, it, can, it, it can move, okay? But she's chosen, I'm going to be a good driver, responsible, and I'm going to only pay liability and comprehensive. Hence, if a tree falls on it or someone else hits her, it'll be paid for. Now, if she goes out and crashes it herself, well, they're not going to pay for it because she doesn't have full coverage. But again, she doesn't have that $40,000 debt either. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it's just it really is about choices. You have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. And that's I know that is so against society today, but it really comes down to are you going to live out a biblical worldview or a secular humanistic worldview. And Jason, if you don't mind me jumping in here for a second. Oh, absolutely. I, I find that whole story about your daughter and everything very, very fascinating. Because, uh, uh, one, again, on, on and this, of course, you're right on point with the topic, uh, victory mindset, mm -hmm. uh, that 
something that I caught there as you were speaking, and I, I think this is very fascinating, hmm. particularly from a biblical point of view, uh, is that her victory mindset uh, required sacrifice. Big time. It required her to make decisions that were contrary to what most people would be making. Um, I, I, I know many people, uh, and I, I definitely shouldn't mention names in this one, uh, who, who got their first car out on a loan, yeah. all this stuff, and then what happens? Boom! Wreck it. Yeah. Totaled. Done. Brand new car. And, uh, and I, I, mind you, I don't know anything financially about their situation, what happened afterwards and all of that, but uh, they, they chose not to be a good driver. And so, right. uh, and, and there's cost inside of that as well. Where your daughter, on the other hand, uh, chose to um, forego some of the luxuries that she could have had by, you know, maybe she could have bought a 40,000 car on a loan and, and made all the payments no problem whatsoever. Sure. Uh, but instead, uh, she she decided that that was uh, that was not accomplishing the goals that she truly has for her life or God's purpose for her life either. Um, so you want to speak into that at all, right? Jason? So yeah, the the one thing that's coming to my mind here is I, I want I want your listeners to understand. Look, I'm not saying taking out a loan is victim <laughs> mentality. That's not what I'm saying. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of loans anyway, so I just want you to know that. I believe the Bible's pretty clear we shouldn't take out loans. However, if you choose to do that, you know what? You have the liberty and the freedom to do that. And I go ahead. I'm not saying don't do it. However, on the end of it, on the backside, when you have the loan and you know you need to pay it back, drum roll, please. <laughs> Don't whine and complain and make excuses when that lender is making probably at least half of what you're spending. Don't be mad at them because you went into an agreement with mm -hmm. them that, hey, they're going to give you, I'll just say, you know, if you go in and you get a loan, let's say you put $1,000 down so you get a $39,000 loan. Don't be upset when you pay the bank back close to sixty grand or more. Don't be mad about that because you made the choice 10 years, 15 years earlier. For some of us, 10, uh, 10 years earlier. I mean, don't be mad at them. You got to look at them in the mirror and say, how could I have done that differently? Mm -hmm. And then grow again, grow and become mature and complete, not lacking anything. Stay out of victim mentality. Victim mentality is, it, it's, to me, it's pretty much a cancer mm -hmm. because what all it does is it takes away your joy. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just so much with it. 